Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast. Evan Newberger here with you with Adam Sidak. We're minus one here today. No Robbie Larson. Uh, he's having some fun in the sun down in Florida here for the holidays. Uh, so it must be nice, but... Uh, we're gonna uh, do a two-man show here for you guys this week, and uh, we've got Robbie's pick, so we'll we'll let you know what he thinks. We all know uh, Robbie's probably the smartest guy in the room, anyway. So uh, we we'll, want we'll to make sure you guys get. As long those. as he's not in the room with Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Nagy's always the smartest guy in any room he's yeah. in. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, exciting um, week sixteen here. So uh, everybody, I'm sure, is getting ready for their. Uh, fantasy championship weeks uh i am not because it didn't work out well for me we're not going to talk about it though but uh good luck to everybody that is playing for something here in the final week and uh, a lot of good nfl action here this week so uh we'll get into it but uh first let's hear the news thank you huey uh it in the news, we have um, three different running backs with high ankle sprains last week. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Cam Akers, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, I think all three are expected to miss at least the rest of the year. I know with Akers and um, Clyde, you know, those are two teams likely heading to the playoffs. Well, definitely heading to the playoffs. So I think they're going to try to rest them up and get them ready for uh, the start of the playoffs. Um, a team not heading to the playoffs. The Patriots lost... Stephon Gilmore, um, he tore his quad. He's going to be out for the year. And then Joey Bosa as well, concussion. Um, probably could play next week, but they're shutting him down for the rest of the year. So just, uh, yep, that's, that's, uh, that's about it for the news. I, we just saw today that um, Josh Rosen signed <laughs> with the 49ers. So, you know, he might get he might get some play against the the Cardinals in a revenge matchup, but uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that in the matchups. But Oh, man, too bad we don't have that uh, the count sound anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking for it. We just deleted it. Oh, no, <laughs> we thought it was safe to get rid of that. It's oh, not. No. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Adam. One, two, three. <laughs> three chances at the end. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, well, let's see. Maybe third time's a charm. <laughs> but uh, All right, well, let's take a look at how we did last week. Uh, in terms of our locks of the week, Adam, Bills minus six and a half on the road uh, against the Broncos. Josh Allen, man. Unstoppable, that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look good. They're they're coming in hot into the playoffs, so they're going to be a tough team to beat. I think they can play with the Chiefs, too. Yeah, and, and I didn't mention it in the news because I guess it's not too bad. Um, Stephon Diggs, uh, he came, came limping off. They I think they carted him off, but... Um, yeah, he should be good to go, if not this week, uh, definitely for the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I was saying. All right. Uh, and then Robbie had Jags plus 13 and a half. So I missed. Yeah, not uh, wasn't meant to be. Ravens dominated that game <laughs> start to finish. That one wasn't. Wait, but you know what? He's going down to Florida to fix that right now. <laughs> yeah, giving Mike Glennon and uh, yeah, the Doug, Jags. Doug Marone chewing out. <laughs> Duval County. Uh, and then I had Chiefs minus three and a half. So I missed bad backdoor cover against the Saints. That was another one. They, yeah, they kind of had. They were up by two scores, like ninety percent of that game, and uh, yeah, just uh, bad backdoor cover. But uh, in terms of our podcast parlay, we had the Raiders minus three and a half. So I missed the Bills minus six and a half, 
And the team plus five and a half. Now, the team was a good backdoor cover. <laughs> the team, team <laughs> worked a, out. That was a crazy backdoor cover. Yeah, they and they had a chance to win at the end, so it was uh, it what? was close. I don't know how Haskins kept them in. Well, that. Speaking of cover, you think he paid? Oh, he did not pay for, cover. Yeah, yeah no, 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 he he got in without cover <laughs> yeah, through the backdoor and without cover in his <laughs> mouth too. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Haskins, uh, he's uh, he's in some hot water for uh, having a little fun at a strip club, you know, without a mask. So. I mean, the strip club's a safe place, though. You know, like, it's maybe one thing if like that happened post win. <laughs> nah, they man. lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people, you know, they ice up after an L, and you know, some people go to the club. I, I don't know. It's just uh, everybody copes their own yeah, way. I don't know how the contrast between him and Alex Smith is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Smith, you know, that team's gonna make some noise as long as he's able to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 defense. All right. Uh, well, with that, let's uh, get into our Week 16 slate here. So we're starting it off with our Christmas Day game. It's the Minnesota Vikings taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Saints are seven-point favorites in home in this one with an over-under set at 51. Uh, I'm on the Saints this week. Uh, I mean, the Vikings, uh, you know, if they can get Dalvin Cook going, they can stay in this game. But the Saints are pretty good against the run. And uh, I think that they'll be able to uh, to keep that uh, team in check. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, I mean, is this prime time? Technically, Christmas Day, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's at least a like Friday game. Time. Man, I might need to flip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust them on, on uh, prime time yeah, or holidays. Non, I'm going to throw holidays non, in there, non too. Non-daytime Sunday games, <laughs> he's done. Yeah, you know. so Saints... Uh, you know, they got beat by the Chiefs last week, but I mean they were competitive in the game. They were able to hang close. Uh you know, it's it's tough to tough to win that one. So they're coming off a two game losing streak here now after losing to the Eagles the week before. I think this is a week they bounce back though. Uh they gotta right the ship after uh after uh these last couple games and get ready for the playoffs. I think uh they're able to do that against the Vikings now, who after that loss against the Bears, a little bit less to play for. Yeah. Damn, this was tough. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm going to stick with the Vikings. This is too many points. Uh, you made a lot of good points, and I, yeah, you know, I I think this team you might not have to worry about. You know, playing, not playing for anything anymore. Mike Zimmer. I think, you know, that's a young team as it is. So I think they they still got a lot to play for, even if they're not gunning for that last playoff spot. But I, yeah, I, I think this is just too many points. Um, Vikings offense is very capable of keeping keeping them in the game, and you know, this is one where you know I wouldn't be surprised if there was a backdoor cover. Right. Yeah, Saints, Saints, Saints didn't look as good as that score indicated last week, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, you're right. Um, Still a little, you know. Drew Brees getting back in the helm. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine maybe one more game of rough waters before they really get it rolling. Yeah, and you know, to your point, Adam, seven points is a big number to cover for a team with a struggling offense uh, that's still trying to find their footing out there. So I, I totally understand that. I guess my play is more about I, I expect the Saints defense to, to kind of dominate this one. Yeah. Uh, let's check in, you know, we're without Robbie, but maybe, uh, Marshawn wants to, uh, give us a pick. No? Okay. Uh, Robbie, uh, likes the Vikings in this one as well. So you're in good company there, Adam. All right. Game two, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, the Lions are nine and a half point dogs at home in this one with an over under set at 54. 
Uh, Lions might be dealing with some coaching staff issues right now. They're doing some precautionary uh, contract contact tracing uh, with the whole like Lions coaching staff essentially. But it looks like they should be, uh, in, you know, in some form or capacity, be able to be on the sidelines uh, Saturday. But there is that caveat. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think takes place in this one? You know, Lions have been dealing with coaching issues since week one, and they, you know, they did a good job to fix that a couple weeks ago um, with firing, <laughs> firing uh, Patricia. But this is too many points for me. Uh, Lions offense, um, they've been they've been cooking, and um, you know, getting DeAndre Swift back, he's he's been he's been really good since returning. The one-two punch of him and and Peterson, um, Stafford, still, you know somehow playing these games hurt and he's, he's getting it done. Uh, Marvin Jones is stepping up. Um, I just did my weekly Kenny Galladay check and again, doesn't look like he's going to play. <laughs> um, he's in a contract here. I doubt he's going to suit up the rest of the year, yeah. but um, yeah, I think this Lions offense is, you know, just, you know, a little bit too good and, and rolling a little bit too much to not take them as 10 and, or nine and a half point dogs at home against a Bucks team that, you know they they won last week. Uh, you know Tom Brady coming back against the Falcons. We haven't seen that before, but um, you know they weren't impressive to me. And uh, yeah, this is just way too many points uh, for a road team that's been struggling the last month. Yeah, I just uh, I just flipped actually. I'm on, I'm going to join you on the Lions there. Um, Bucks. They have been starting slow um, in a lot of their games lately. Uh, last week, no exception, and uh, you know they need a miracle comeback. Uh, you know, reminiscent of a Super Bowl a couple of years ago um, to come back and beat the Falcons. And um, you know, I could see something something similar happening here. But if the Bucks get off to a close or a slow start, it's going to be tough to cover nine and a half. Um, and you know, made a lot of good points with the Lions. Stafford still you know continues to get it done. Um, you know, he's been in that system a long time. He, he knows how to uh, operate at the line of scrimmage and call plays on his own and kind of make his checks. So he's always going to keep them competitive. Swift is, is looking pretty good. Um, they got a they got a pretty good uh, running game going right now at the moment, too. So a lot of things, you know, at least on the offensive side of the ball for the Lions, working in their favor. Defensive side, they're a little bit banged up. But, uh, you know, based on the way – the Buccaneers have been coming out of the gates. I, I just, you know, nine and a half points seems like too much. Uh, Robbie, uh, this week, he's on the Bucks, so uh, clearly he's thinking that, uh, you know, maybe the second half of last week's game is a little bit more indicative of uh, what their performance is going to be this week. But uh, Adam and I on the Lions. All right, game three, guys. It's 49ers taking on the Cardinals in an NFC West matchup. This game's in the big toaster. Uh, with the Cardinals being the home team. And uh, the spread in this one is Cardinals minus 5, and the over-under is set at 49. Um, I like the Cardinals in this one. Uh, I think the biggest thing for them was uh, getting Kyler Murray back on track. Um, you know, he'd started to show signs that, you know, that lingering shoulder injury was starting to go away, and then last week happened, and, and he just looked he looked like uh, exactly how he did earlier in the yep. season. Um which was really what I was waiting to see. So, you know, as long as we've got that, I think um, I think the offense is going to be a little bit too much for the uh, the Niners to handle here. Uh, you know, 49ers dealing with some quarterback issues. And, uh, you know, I don't really think it matters whether it's Beathard or Mullins right now. Um, 
it's uh it's going to be tough for them to keep up with Kyler if if he's if he's back to normal and firing on all cylinders. There's just too many weapons in that uh Cardinal spread attack. So I'm going Cardinals minus 5. Yeah, this is another one I was sort of flip-flopping back. Um one thing I'm I'm just checking. Yeah, it's it seems like I don't know this is the Saturday game, but it looks like um George Kittle has a good chance of playing, which I mean, That's he's big. he's their best option on offense. Uh they they've definitely missed him and and going back to last year, uh, him and Bethard actually had a really good connection. He had some of his biggest games of his career with Bethard. Uh, they both played together at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, 49ers seem to be getting healthy. So, I mean, as close to healthy as they can possibly get. They've, they've been, you know, tormented by injuries this year. Um, and, and you made a lot of good points about Kyler and, and the shoulder and, you know, actually finding DeAndre Hopkins down the field which is something they haven't done in the last month. Um, so they could be turning the corner. But for me, you know, interdivision game, it seems like the 49ers, even this year, have played a lot better ball in division than they have outside of division. Um, so five points, uh, a little bit too much for me. And, you know, both these teams are home. Yeah. <laughs> the 49ers have been playing in the big toaster for a couple home games here. So, you know, familiarity might go out the window. Home field advantage might a little bit go out the window. Um, just changing the locker rooms for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers here. Don't feel great about it, though. All right. Well, if it helps you at all, uh, Adam, Robbie also on the Niners this week. All right, uh, game four, guys. We've got the Miami Dolphins heading out west to take on the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are three-point underdogs at home in this one, and the over-under is set at 48. Um I'm going to be on the Dolphins. I just think the defense is going to be too much. Uh, you know, the Raiders are living and dying by the running game right now, and they're not getting any push off the offensive line. Uh, I, I think you're going to see uh, probably two or three turnovers at least out of this Dolphins defense uh, that'll flip the game in their favor, and uh, I think that's going to be the difference in this one and allow them to uh, cover that three points. So Yeah, I like the Dolphins here a lot. Um, last week um, we were able to make – Make stops on defense when they needed to. Tua, um, just getting the job done. Ahmed, uh, they're finding people to make plays. Um, but on the other side, the Raiders, really bad loss last week. I thought they would show up a little bit more than what they did. And it really a must-win game against the Chargers. Um, huge letdown. Yeah, and you know, three points here on the road is not a lot for me uh, to lay for you know, a struggling Raiders team and, and a Dolphins team that's still fighting for their playoff lives. It looks like it's going to come down to them and the Ravens. So, yeah, I feel feel real comfortable here about the Dolphins' uh, defense making some havoc for uh, Derek Carr. So, yeah, yeah, give me the Dolphins here. My only concern with this is, like, that Dolphins' offense has just been pretty atrocious. Um, really, anytime time is under center. And, like, he's young, and I think he's figuring stuff out. Um, but... It's it's been a struggle so far for him, and uh, I mean, like last week versus the Patriots, I mean, like that was a grind to cover that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, like they could barely get to sixteen points. I think they landed on, uh, but it was tough for them to get to that, and they needed all sorts of help from the defense in terms of field position uh, to even get there. So that's my only worry. But I still think defense kind of carries the day in this one, and uh, I can't see the Raiders being able to get anything going on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so I'm, I'm agreeing with you and Robbie's agreeing with us as well. He likes the dolphins as well. So all three of us on the fins in this one. Yeah. Brian Flores is coaching his ass off. 
yeah. in some of these wins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is he coach of the year? If they make the playoffs, he's got a really good chance. I, I think I, so. Yeah, I don't know who else would. Maybe McDermott. Yeah, yeah, he's another good one. McDermott would be a good choice. Uh, shit. Carroll of the Seahawks. Kingsbury? Yeah, maybe. You know? So we'll see. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot lot to go through. I mean, even maybe LaFleur's in play, too. There's a, there's a lot of good... Uh, Stefanski. Stefanski, yeah. They can, yeah. they can get the AFC North. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, next game up, guys. We've got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites in this one with an over-under set at 54. Um, in this one, I'm, I'm going to lean Falcons here. I, I'm i not going to bet this. I just have a feeling that uh, this this just screams backdoor cover. Like I, I think the Chiefs will probably be up by like 20 at some point in this game, but I just I got a bad feeling about a backdoor cover in this one. Matty Ice leading a second-half push, something he couldn't do last week. <laughs> um, they had to lead. They could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to bet this one. Uh, it's 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 going to be tough to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big number though, and there's a lot of room for a backdoor cover there. But what are your thoughts? See, I really like the Chiefs to cover here. I mean, yeah, the, that Falcons game last week I think is more of an outlier. Um, you know, jumped up to a huge lead, really could not do anything on offense in the second half. Um, I think Julio Jones is still going to be out. Um, I think the Chiefs defense is good enough to neutralize Kelvin Ridley and make sort of them one dimensional. Um, I know news this week that. Uh, Brian Hill is going to be starting for the Falcons. Uh, Todd Gurley is going to move into a backup role. Um, you know, they haven't been able to run the ball too well all year. But in this game, I, <laughs> yeah, in this game, I, I you know, I, the Chiefs is too superior. Um, you know, Mahomes has been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks, but he's been facing some of the best defenses in the league, and the Falcons definitely are not that. And this, I, I can see an offensive explosion for the Chiefs, and, and I expect them to win in a blowout. All right. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I think they've played either at least two, if not three, road games in a row. Uh, so this could be a big return to Arrowhead for them. Uh, Robbie is on the Falcons here. His note is uh, that he's worried about starters getting pulled in the second half. He would love a Chiefs first half bet of minus six and a half if he can get it. Um, which which I would have to agree with him. I think that's a great play. Uh, but he's going to lean Falcons as well. Did they lock up the the buy? Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they've only got the one loss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That might. That might matter. We'll see. I. Yeah. It's. It's going to be close. I mean, even if they're resting guys in the second half, they. They still might cover that. I. I don't feel good about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got the Cleveland Browns taking on those New York Jets. Fresh off a win, those Jets. Uh, everybody's going nuts in New York. <laughs> uh, Jets are not Jets fans. This cannot win. No, they can't. Even when Merry they, Christmas. Even when they win, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. You're not getting Trevor Lawrence. So. Oh God. Yeah, they are uh, nine and a half point underdogs at home in this one with a forty six and a half over under. Um, Adam, why don't you start this one off? What do you think happens? I really like the Browns here. Um, you know, we've been saying it for weeks now. This Browns team is really rolling. Um, the only game they lost was that Ravens game, which, you know, they easily could have won that couple couple plays here and there. And 
Um, but, you know, this team's believing. Baker Mayfield's playing as good as he's played in his entire career. Um, the run game, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I mean, this is a dangerous team in the AFC. And um, as Robbie in his notes here, I think the I completely agree. I think the Browns smell the Steelers' blood in the water. And, you know, they're already a playoff team. They, that's something they haven't been in, you know, decades. So um, they're, they're looking for the division. They want a home game. And um, I don't think the Jets are, can duplicate their, their uh, performance last week. They have been playing well, but um, this Browns team is a different animal here. And I, I expect uh, the Browns to go into – East Rutherford and, um, you know, cover this line on the road. I, I I can see the Jets just sort of going back to what they were for the majority of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it uh, in a second. But, uh, gosh, I mean, I think the uh, the Jets should be indicted for identity theft because it looks like, uh, I mean, that's what the Steelers looked like last week. It looked like they were the Jets. Uh, they couldn't get anything going against the Bengals. Uh, bad look. But, yeah, I think you're 100% right. Browns should be motivated. They want the division. Uh, they would love a first round home game rather than having to go on the road, and uh, they're this, yeah. yeah they're a team that you know has a style of play that would benefit a home game in Cleveland in, in the winter. You know they they want to pound the ball, down. they want to play good defense, and you know don't don't put too much on Baker. So yeah, I I, I really think that they're going to come out strong for this game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, in in this game, I'm almost thinking that uh, it's it's just going to be a defensive dominance uh, out of this Browns squad. I think their front seven will just completely dominate the Jets. Uh, you know, Jets have been looking a little bit better with Ty Johnson back there, running back there, getting him involved. Darnold's starting to spread the ball out a little bit. Um, you know, obviously nobody saw that, uh, that Rams game coming last week, but um, oddly enough, the Browns have been – you know, if we're comparing Browns to Rams, Browns have been far more consistent of late, and uh, you can you can rely on a more consistent performance out of Baker Mayfield right now than you can out of Jared Goff. Yep. Um, and I I like the Browns here. I, I think they're going to cover this nine and a half. I feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I, I have no worried. Uh, I'm not worried at all about uh, that number there. So give me the Browns as well. Robbie also not worried. Uh, he's on the Browns with us, so. Uh, we're all in on them there. We might revisit that one later. All right, next up, guys, we've got the Colts taking on the Steelers in a big game uh, between two uh, contending teams in the AFC. We just touched on Steelers' disappointing loss uh, last Monday night against the Bengals. Uh, and the Steelers are actually two-point underdogs at home right now uh, going up against the Colts. Uh, Colts are, you know, they're, they're playing some good football right now. Uh, over under in this one is 45. Adam, I know I'm on the Colts. I just think um, a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers right now. They're they're adding up um, and they're trending in the wrong direction. Meanwhile, on the offensive side of the ball for the Steelers, Big Ben, it's like he's got a noodle arm all of a sudden. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if there's like a shoulder injury or if maybe if that elbow's acting up again from last year. But all of a sudden, it's like he's having a hard time getting the ball uh, 35 yards downfield. And uh, the minute you can't take the top off the defense, you just become uh, one-dimensional and those safeties can start creeping up. They can't run the ball either. They haven't been able to run the ball all year. And uh, I think this Colts defense is going to really give them fits. Uh, And, you know, all year we've kind of seen Phil Rivers, uh, you know, just kind of continue to do just enough on the offensive side of the ball for the Colts. And, you know, the running game's starting to get going with Jonathan Taylor. Um, 
and I, I think the Colts. Uh, I, I think the Colts minus two here is a pretty safe pick. Uh, Give them the two directions that these teams are going. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I was going to mention it. Yeah, I I think Big Ben's hurt. Like, there. I mean, you're not going to see it on the injury report, but you're seeing it on film. Like he's 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 doing his best Philip Rivers impression without the accuracy. Um, you know, Big Ben is. I mean, he's got one of the best deep balls of any quarterback ever to play. But you know, when you, when you can't throw the ball deep, I mean, this offense really really comes to a halt. And, and I mean, even when they were eleven and zero, they weren't a team that was really killing them on the on the run game. Um, so yeah, that there's something going on with Big Ben. Um, but yeah, it you know on the Colts side, you know, they're a team that I mean. Going into the year, I really thought that they were more one-dimensional. They had a really good defense, but um, this offense, especially of late, has been really impressive, especially the pass game. They're getting T.Y., um, Pascal, Pittman. they got a lot of options, and um, Phillip is really doing a good job of spreading the ball around. Jonathan Taylor is starting to get going here towards the end of the year, and right now I definitely think the Colts are a better team than the Steelers. Um, So, yeah, give me the Colts, and I I would expect the Steelers' four-game win streak their four game losing streak. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And uh Robbie agrees as well, so that's another one where we're all in on the Colts here. Um I think the Steelers gotta show us something again before you can put any sort of cash on them right now. Um it it, it does not look good and I think you're hundred percent right. It's just something's not right with Ben. Yeah. All right, next game up, it's the beloved Bears taking on the Jaguars, uh down in Duval County. It's gonna be Mitch versus Minshew. Um the two halves in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Jags are seven and a half point underdogs here, and uh, the over under in this one set at forty seven and a half. Uh, Adam, why don't you start this one off? You know what? Watching the Bears game last Sunday, man, I, I, it felt good. That was the best play calling I've seen in a Bears game in at least two years. Like, you know, they stuck with the run when they did pass. It was, you know. Out of out of the uh, single back formation, not shotgun play action, uh, using using pulling tight ends and crossing them over the uh, across the field. There's they gave Mitch a lot of options to either keep it or you know different different options going downfield. Um, yeah, I really wish this play calling was there throughout the entire year because this 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 would be a playoff team. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the Bears here to cover um, the Jags. I know um, James Robinson; he's trying to play this week, but you know, for a team that just got gifted Trevor Lawrence, I would highly doubt that they would want to, you know, put their best offensive player out there, <laughs> especially if he's hurt. You know, I mean, they they got no reason to play hurt right now, and um, you know, Minshew, uh, he's a gamer, but. You know, I, I I expect him to struggle against this Bears defense. Um, that hasn't been looking too good of late, but you know, I I think they got the the weapon or the enough playmakers on that defense to sort of neutralize their passing game. And um, yeah, if James Robinson's out, I'm betting the Bears here all day. Yeah, I um, I think the Bears have been a victim of some pretty bad turnover luck on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, this year, I think they should have more turnovers than they've been able to generate. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of the way the ball bounces uh, a lot of times on the defensive side of the ball. A couple of years ago, Bears Bears got all the luck this year. It just seems like they're not getting those bounces. But I, I think the Bears are going to be able to win the turnover battle in this one um, and, and take it to the Jags. I actually I think they're going to cover this one. I feel pretty good about it. 
Um, you know, like you said, Adam, the play calling last week was was the best we've seen in a long time. Um, and a lot of it was just doing what Mitch has been uh, most comfortable with, which is those rollouts kind of eliminate one half of the field and give him the run option. Um, and I think that's when he's at his best. And, um, you know, I think this is another opportunity, you know, against a subpar team to kind of work on uh, some of those things and, and put Mitch in a situation where, uh, you know, he can succeed out there. And I think the Bears are going to do that. So um, I like the Bears here. Uh, minus the seven and a half. I, I think that number might be a little high and scare some people off, but given what I saw last week, I'm, I'm comfortable. I think the Bears can put up 30 this yep. week. Yep. Maybe four or three can, week in a row that they've done that. Yep. Uh, Robbie also on the Bears with us, so we're all Bear believing this week. All right, next game up, we've got the Giants taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore uh, is a ten and a half point favorite at home in this one. With the over/under set at forty-five, uh, Adam and I, you know, you're you're the Ravens whisperer, so I think you'll agree with me here. But uh, last few weeks for the Ravens have have been pretty solid. I mean, they pulled out a great win against the Browns, absolutely dominated the uh, Jags last week, and it looks like that offense is starting to come together a little bit, starting to get some of that explosiveness uh, that we saw last year, and I think that continues this week. Uh, Giants are, you know, they're heading the opposite direction. All of a sudden, the defense isn't uh, isn't performing up to that same level that we saw in Seattle a few weeks back, and uh, it's just starting to look a little bit leaky. They might be just getting a little banged up and, and injuries taking a toll. Um, yeah, I I've got a lean. I've got a lean. Ravens here minus ten and a half. I just think Giants are going to have a hard time keeping up. Um, you know, without any significant playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, one thing to note, like I know Lamar, he was when he had COVID, he said it was like very tough for him, very tough on him. He lost a lot of weight, and um, you know, he he really struggled a couple of weeks after that. Um, he even struggled going into the season, but he's really found a different gear in the run game, and it's it's unlocking his passing game um, because now teams are really trying to sell out on the run and. You know, um, Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews, Boykin, even Dez got in the end zone last week. Love to see that. Um, throwing up that X, gotta love it. But I, I mean, their offense is rolling. This is what we, I expected going into the year. This is what they looked like last year. And on the other side, the Giants. Um, you, I mean, you said it. Their, their team heading the opposite direction. Um, especially that defense that was really so good for that. You know, stretch where they were winning games. Um, Wayne Gallman seemed to have been a little bit neutralized, and um, they're struggling to find playmakers on the outside. No one's really stepping up. Ingram, uh, Shepard, um, yeah, no one's really uh, Golden Tate. No one's really stepping up for Colt McCoy. And, you know, to me, it really doesn't matter if Colt McCoy or, or uh, Danny Dimes plays. I, I think the Ravens cover here. They, they This is another team that you know, right now they're on the outside looking in. They need wins, and uh, I, I know this is the big line, but being at home, um, I expect them to cover here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would tell you that um, you know if you have an opportunity, or or if it drops down to ten or nine and a half, I think jump on that. I think if you can get to that ten key number, that's big. Um, but even still, I think ten and a half. I just I can't see the Giants like you said no matter who's starting a quarterback being able to keep up here. 
Robbie, on the other hand, he likes the Giants in this one, but only if Colt McCoy is going to be the starter. Uh, so we'll keep that in mind. Uh, his pick's going to swap over to the Ravens if uh, if uh, Danny Dimes is going to be back their quarterback. Next game up, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Houston Texans. Texans are eight-point favorites at home in this one with an over-under at 46. And, uh, you know, we, we know the Bengals are coming off that huge win uh, on Monday Night Football. Um, so we'll see if they can carry that momentum. Adam, why don't you uh, start this one off? Yeah, this one, uh, this is an interesting game, an interesting line. I know Bengals had a huge win, but if you really look at their offensive stats, they really didn't move the ball that much. Uh, and I think they just were gifted a terrible, terrible performance by Big Ben and the Steelers. Um, I don't think that's indicative of of how good of a team they are. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, getting eight points here is too good to pass against a Texas, Texans team that, um, you know, looked pretty good at times last week. Um, definitely able to move the ball. Um, but, you know, I Texans in, in no shape or form are a team I believe should be eight point favorites against anybody. Um, you know, but you know, this is a tough one for me. I think I was a little bit more confident heading into the podcast, but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a faded a little bit. Like the Bengals, probably not going to bet it. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Um, you know, saw a lot of good things out of the Bengals last week, but I'm also starting to wonder how much of that was maybe an injury out of Big Ben that's uh, not being disclosed or how much of that was just, you know, injuries stacking up on the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers. Yeah, and they hate each other, those two teams. Yeah, and it's the interdivision game. You know, they're always going to play each other a little bit closer. Um, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Adam. I, I'm going to lean Bengals here, but this is, this is two teams that aren't playing for anything. It's hard <laughs> to predict, you know, who's going to come out motivated in this one. I think it's a stay-away game. If I had to go any which way, I'd tell you Bengals uh, with those eight points. You know, give yourself a chance for a backdoor cover, and maybe the Bengals come out motivated after a win. But um, something's funky about this line, so yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would advise to stay off. Yeah, yeah, it's like Vegas knows something. So uh, yeah, uh, Robbie also on the Bengals. Um, yeah, he's he's surprised by the line as well. So um, all three of us on the Bengals, but me and Adam a little bit unsure about it. All right, next up, we've got the Denver Broncos taking on the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers are three-point favorites at home in this one, and the over-under is 48.5. Adam, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, I love the Broncos here. Um, They're going to be my lock of the week for uh, week 16. All right. Let me find the lock (laughs) of the week button. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, Broncos, man, they've been a little bit unpredictable bunch this year, led by the unpredictable Drew Locke. Um, You know, last week they didn't didn't really look too good. I think that was more of just Josh Allen's dominance. Um, But on the other side, you look at this Chargers team, um, two wins in a row, still don't trust them. Um, You know, those were two just pull them out wins. Uh, against the Falcons, a team that doesn't know how to hold the lead as much as the Chargers do, and then the, the Raiders, Raiders had every chance to win. That yeah, game. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I truly think that the Broncos are a better team than the Chargers at this point. Uh, having Joey Bosa shut down is not going to help them. Um, 
and you know to be given three points in an interdivision uh, matchup for a Broncos team other than last week that really likes to keep the game close. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos all day, and you know I I I'm, I might go up money line here, but definitely taking the three points. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I like the way the Broncos are playing. Um, you know, they ran up against a tough opponent in the Bills last week. Bills are just uh, they're they're just dominating. But even still, I mean, Locke was able to you know move the ball down the field somewhat and uh, you know keep the game semi competitive. Uh, Noah Fant, you know, kind of continuing to come into his own as a tight end. I think he's a big breakout candidate for next year. Um, you know, this this Chargers. Defense is pretty porous. Um, I expect the Broncos to be able to run the ball on them and, and utilize play action off of that. I'm with you, Adam. I, I think this is a great lock. I, I think there's a very good chance the Broncos win here. I, I'd consider this money line. Um, you got the Anthony Lynn factor. Uh, you know he's always he's always pushing for the Chargers to be a dog. So anytime uh, anytime been- you get Chargers minus anything you gotta wonder but um, yeah it's been two weeks since they had special teams gaff so they're due they're due, they're due. <laughs> they still can't seem to figure out like how to handle the last like 20 seconds of any game oh yeah time <laughs> and yeah at the end of each half you know yeah like you can you can pretty much account that like they're gonna miss out on at least three points yeah. <laughs> from time management so there's that maybe that's the three points uh that the Chargers would need to cover in this one. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Adam. I like the Broncos, and, and Robbie does as well. So all on the Broncos this week. All right, next up we've got the Carolina Panthers taking on the team. Uh, Washington football team is two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one with an over-under set at 44-and-a-half. Looks like Alex Smith and Gibson are going to be uh, back and ready to play. And uh, we've got the Riverboat Ron revenge game. So there's always that angle, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll start with that. So a uh, lot of good things to consider here. Robbie's got a strong take on this one for all the reasons I just mentioned. You know, big pieces of that uh, team offense uh, come back. He likes the team to be his lock of the week. It's a lock! No! And, and I agree with him. I like the team minus two and a half here as well. I think that the uh, defense is going to put them in a good position to win. And I think, uh, you know, getting Alex Smith out there is going to motivate them. They didn't lose ground in the division, really, because the Giants have struggled. So they still got a lot to play for. Um, you know, they're still gunning for that playoff spot. A lot to play for. On the Panthers' side of the ball, not so much. They've been out of it for a bit here now. So, um, yeah, they're they're trying to work on things, but, you know, They've uh, they can be a little frisky though at times too, and and they can they can make team stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers uh, made this game competitive. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking team. What do you got, Adam? Yeah, no. If you know, one of us was taking this as a lock for sure. Um, we've been team team all year. And yeah. Last year or last week, they bailed us out the backdoor cover. Uh, both these teams actually had pretty crazy backdoor covers last week. Um, but yeah, and no, I I think with uh you know alex smith and gibson both playing uh that's huge for them you can't ask haskins to throw the ball 55 times like he did last week Uh, that is not a recipe for success especially you know with that defense so i think you're gonna have a little bit more game management um you know they should be able to run the ball now and yeah i i I was a little bit shocked by this line i i expect the team to be favored by at least three um 
but yeah, getting him at two and a half is money. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely on the the riverboat revenge game track here. I'm all over the team. All right, all three of us on the team. Next game up, we're going to keep it in the NFC East for this one. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. The Cowboys are two and a half point underdogs in this one. And the over-under is set at 49 and a half. Um, Adam, why don't you start on your big Cowboys guy? Yeah. Do we, we, we probably need to add a, a Cougar Mellencamp drop here for uh, Hurts So Good. Oh, you're right, <laughs> you're the, right. The Eagles, I've been, I've been impressed with him. Um, he's really, you know, stepping up his game and taking the Eagles to a, a place that they, uh, at least off on the offensive side, that they haven't been all year. Um, but, you know, we, we, we see this, uh, you know, rookie quarterbacks getting a couple starts in, and then, you know, you get a little bit of tape on them. I think he's due for a struggle game. I don't necessarily think it's here against the Cowboys because their defense has been as bad as anybody in the league. But, um, you know, we, we, we saw a little bit of an offensive breakout from the Cowboys last week as well. Um, you know, they, they got a big win against the 49ers. And, you know, they're one game out of the division somehow. So I think, you know, being two-and-a-half-point dogs at home against a team that I think you're getting a little bit of bias here from how good Hurts has been playing. But, you know, it doesn't hide the fact that they're still banged up on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I, I expect this one to be really close. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I liked uh, I liked a lot of what I saw last week out of the Cowboys offense. Um, you know, they were looking good with Pollard. Uh, Along came their, Pollard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like uh, you know really they've been playing better on the offensive side of the ball uh, since Dalton came back. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I mean McCarthy's got that two game winning streak now. You know, he's feeling himself a little bit. Chance to uh, keep things going, and I mean you know another loss here from the. Uh, the Giants and the and the the team. I mean, this starts to get kind of interesting. So, yeah. um, lot to play for. Uh, you know, at least in this one. And you know, the Eagles. Hertz is looking good. So this is this is a toss up game. I I expect this to be a pretty close game. And with that in mind, I, I'm taking the Cowboys. The fact that you're just getting two and a half points, but I'm I'm expecting a pretty tight game here. Uh, Robbie, on the other hand, he likes the Eagles to cover the two and a half right now. Um, he just thinks. Hertz is just he's looking too good to to pass up on here at this low of a number. So uh Adam and I on the Cowboys and uh Robbie's on the Eagles. Alright, next up we've got the Rams taking on the Seahawks. Uh Seahawks are one and a half point favorites at home in this one with an over under at forty seven and a half. Uh Rams coming off a tough loss against the Jets. I mean, that's not a good look for anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the uh, the Seahawks are having struggles of their own. I mean, that offense has not looked good in weeks, and uh, a lot of the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, they're trying to get healthy. I'm gonna go Seahawks here. I just, I I don't know. I I can't I can't put any sort of faith in in Jared Goff right now. Um, this is honestly a stay away game for me. It's just this. These are two teams that aren't. Then on any given week can play just awful football uh, and look really bad, and uh, I I don't have a feel for it because uh, Seahawks haven't looked great in weeks. Um, but then the Rams just take every other game off it seems. So maybe McVay coaches them up and and gets them uh, ready to fight here. But 
you know, my head's telling me take the Seahawks as the home team. Uh, it, you know, pretty close to a pick. I'm here at minus just uh, one and a half. So I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, this is this is one with a lot of uncertainty. Uh, Seahawks, they've had an interesting year. You know, when they started off, their offense was cooking like you know better than any offense in the league. Defense was terrible. And you look at the last month, it's almost done a complete 180 where the defense has really been their strength the last couple of weeks and their offense has been sputtering. I know getting Carlos Dunlap in the mix and uh, getting Jamal Adams back healthy has really, really helped their pass rush. Um, but, yeah, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to take the Rams. Um, one one interesting bit from uh, last week's game, uh, the, the Jets' new D coordinator, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he was a coach with the Rams for uh, Jared Goff uh, his rookie year. So, you know, he probably knew his some of his uh, faults and weak points and, you know, seemed to really attack them. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's an outlier game for the Rams. They have really, really done well interdivision games. It seems like McVay um, really schemes up some good looks. Uh, especially in the run game, and uh, this is a tough one. I, I I'm gonna lean the points here. This one's gonna go either way. I, I would, like you said, advise to stay off this one. Just way too much uncertainty. But um, if you know, I had to pick. Uh, give me the Rams with the points. All right, uh, Robbie also going on the Rams. His feeling is just, uh, yeah, Seahawks have just been, you know, just too inconsistent for him to. Uh, put any sort of money on. So uh, Robbie and Adam on the Rams this week, and then I'm going to be the lone wolf on the Seahawks. Next game up, uh, game of the week in my opinion. We've got the Tennessee Titans heading up to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are uh, three-and-a-half point favorites in this one with the over-under at 55-and-a-half. Really high over-under for what should be a pretty damn cold game. Um so I mean, keep that in mind. Um, but I'm I'm going Titans here, and I'm locking it up. I'm uh, I'm going out on a stand here. Big game, two competitive teams, but I love the Titans in this one. It's a lock. No. I think that the uh, weather's going to come into play here. Uh, you know, the colder it gets, gets a little bit tougher to throw the ball, and it's going to rely on both these teams to uh, you know I think hit the run game. And this is like. This is like hot when the Titans are built for is like this kind of football and this kind of weather, uh, you know, at this time of year. And I just think, uh, you know, Packers have a great run game too, but it's it's more of like a zone outside scheme. It's not that power in your face, like grind you down style that Henry has. And uh, I just think, you know, they're going to run the ball 25 plus times in this game and those are just going to add up. And then, uh, I mean, Titans – got to be one of the best play action teams in football too. Uh, hitting uh, Brown and uh, uh, blanking on him. Uh, 84. Oh, uh, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah, Corey Davis down the field. Um, you know, Johnny Smith back. You know, he had a couple nice plays last week. A lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans. You know, Pack are going to keep it close. Uh, you can't count Aaron Rodgers out, but um, Titans have been playing close games all year. They definitely play with their competition, and I think this week's no different. I'm expecting a really tight game in this one, but I think the Titans have a chance to pull this one out. I like them uh, plus the three and a half here. Yeah, you make a lot of good points, and we were talking before the pod about you know the Packers wins this year, and you know they only got one good win on, on their resume. That's against the uh, the Saints early on. 
Um, lost to a Colts team that's pretty similar to the Titans. Um, but having said all that, I'm still going to take the pack here. Um, I'm definitely weighing in on my decision is just Matt LaFleur and his uh, knowledge and understanding of the Titans offense, sort of what they, they bring to the table. Um, you know, I, these are two teams that aren't going to surprise each other with how their their schemes, their game plan. Um, so when, whenever I, I see a matchup like that with two relatively even teams, um, you know, I, I look at the quarterbacks, who's going to make more plays. I know Tannehill had a huge game last week, uh, five total touchdowns. Um, but, you know, at home in Lambeau, I, I expect Aaron Rodgers to win the day between those two. And, um, you know, I probably would wish this line was closer to three. I, I would ex- probably expect it to come down a little bit. Um, but, you know, three and a half, I'm still going to lean pack here. Yeah, I would expect this line to come down too. I think you're going to have some money coming in on the Titans, uh, you know, just as, as people. There's there's a narrative out there right now that the NFC is the weak conference and, and the AFC is, you know, deeper and, uh, you know, a lot tougher competition. So uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, Robbie also in on the pack on this one. Uh, his feeling is uh, that this is going to be a shootout, but uh, Pack D just, you know, no doubt they're the better of the two defenses and, and that's going to carry the day for them here. All right, uh, next game up, it's our final game of the week. We've got the uh, Bills taking on the Patriots in uh, you know New England here. Uh, Patriots are at home, and the uh, Patriots are seven-point underdogs at home in this one uh, with an over-under set at 46. Uh, I'm on the Bills. <laughs> there's, there's two reasons, and they're both the quarterbacks. Uh, Josh Allen is, uh, I mean, you could put him in the MVP discussion right now. Uh, He's slinging it. He's firing on all cylinders, and he's really leading this team. And uh, you know, Bills' defense is starting to, uh, you know, starting to come alive as well. But then uh, Cam Newton, on the other hand, it's just it's bad. It's bad. Um, like a twenty-five yard throw is like pulling teeth for him right now. It's like the ball can barely get there. I, I that's another one. I think I think that's another guy that's just had too many shoulder injuries over the year because he's called his own number at the goal line probably too many times. But um, I I can't in any good conscience think that the Patriots are going to be able to uh, keep up with the Bills in this one. The division familiarity and Bill Belichick, you know, it, it, it draws some hesitation for me here um, that maybe the Pats will be able to keep this one close. But I just think Bills are going to be just too much to handle here, uh, especially with... Uh, Gilmore being out so uh, but what are your thoughts Adam yeah I couldn't agree more um this Patriots team this I mean this is the first time I don't know how long that they're playing a regular season game that doesn't matter when it's not you know they have a bye locked up um you know you made a good point with uh Bill Belichick and uh you know familiarity but I you know Josh Allen he he, he took down I, I think we both agree that Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive minds out there, and he he, he annihilated that team that defense. Uh, you know his skill set; he 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 can beat anybody on any, any given day. Uh, just domination, and this is the team too that you know they're looking they're looking towards the playoffs. And I don't I think this is they're going to use this game. Sean McDermott, I I think is probably worth the coach of the year in my opinion. He's done a phenomenal job with the this Bills team. Uh, I know that probably not going to have digs for this game, but you know, with Gilmore being out on the opposite side, I feel like that's probably a net zero. Um, 
you know, in this Bills offense, I, I expect them to try to get their run game going, going into the playoffs, knowing that they're going to have a home game in Buffalo. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, with the combination of the Patriots sort of not having anything to play for, Cam Newton really, really struggling, not having any weapons to throw to, um, it, you know, the, this Patriots team has probably overperformed this year for their record, given how bad their roster is. And yeah, this Bills team is the opposite. So yeah, give me the Bills here. Seven points on the road is nothing. I, I expect them to blow out the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely with you. And uh, Robbie's with us too, so all on the Bills this week. All right, well, that's the full slate. Let's uh, revisit our lead pipe lock. So Adam, you had Broncos plus three against the Chargers on the road. Love that one. Uh, Robbie was on team minus two and a half. That's another one we were all agreeing on, so we like that too. Uh, and then I'm on Titans plus three and a half, um, but I'm a, I'm a lone wolf on that. Uh, but let's uh, let's figure out our podcast parlay. Um, you know, I, with Robbie feeling good about the team, I don't know about you, I feel great about the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, I love that one. Uh, I feel really good about the Broncos. Okay. Uh, and it seems like you do too. Yep. Um, you know, other options we have... Um, Bengals, I yeah, I don't I no. don't like that one as much. Um, I like the Bills a lot. Bills, I'm a big fan of. Bears, we all agreed on. Colts, uh, minus two, but you know on the road. You've also got the Dolphins, uh, minus three. Browns, uh, Browns, yeah, Browns, uh, minus nine and a half. Um, what are you thinking? I I think team for sure. Do you yeah. feel good enough about the Broncos to throw it in there? Yeah, yeah, definitely that one. Okay, and then. Um, I'd be good with either the Bills, the Browns, or the Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd probably feel the best about the Bills. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a perfect combination. of. Yeah, I, I, I expect the Bills to blow out the Patriots. All right. So Bills minus seven, team minus two and a half against the Panthers at home, and then we got the Broncos plus three on the road. That feels like a winner. Yep. All yep. right. We're due. Great, great. Well, that is going to do it for this week's show, guys. Want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, Enjoy the holidays. Uh, We'll be back next week to uh, get ready for week 17, and then uh, you know we'll be here for the playoff push. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe and uh, enjoy the holidays.